I have to admit this because I admitted it to Matt earlier. Before I go on the air, um, there's a little closet right behind my booth. And I'll you do the same thing as Snoop? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no. <laughs> that didn't segue well. <laughs> no. never have, actually. Um, Nor I. <laughs> Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast. Covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA with your host, Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath, Dustin Lindstrom, and Matt Cavender. Welcome to episode 22 of season three of the Chasing McNaughton podcast presented by Tech Hockey Guide. I'm Tim Brown, your host, and I'm joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom. Hey, everyone. Rob Gilreath. Hey, guys. And Matt Cavender. Go Tech. Uh, this week, our special guest is our patron, Harrison Watt who also just happens to be the play-by-play voice of the Ferris State Bulldogs. How's it going, Harrison? Living the dream. Working <laughs> at 851 on a Monday night. Yeah, I was about to say, your background looks a lot like you're on campus right now. <laughs> I am, uh, I'm in the kitchen slash press conference room. We have home basketball going on. My interns are handling it right now, so I jumped over here. Well, cool stuff. I'm happy you got some extra hands to help you out there. They're great. I have great interns. I'm, I'm very lucky. All right. Who, who else is watching curling right now? You cannot see it in my glasses reflection. Oh, there's the house right there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I came back too quick from my, my well, day with good. my girlfriend to put curling on. Hmm. He wanted uh, to keep that in the house. Yeah, the shooter definitely rolled a little bit too far. Yeah. Now they can blink. Yeah. Uh, you can do a curling podcast. Yeah, I'm sure. We'll, I'm sure we'll have plenty of per- curling content with what six more ends, uh, seven, seven more ends. ends. Yep. Maybe, uh, maybe eight. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, I might need to flip this on if everyone's going to talk about it the whole podcast. You might want to. <laughs> well, how are you not watching it? I mean, seriously, because I just got home <laughs> like minutes ago. Uh, yeah, well, this week we'll recap the Winter Carnival Series with Bowling Green, uh, the completion of the sort of mega sweep over Northern on Tuesday, preview Fair State Series with Harrison, and then there's a couple nuggets from the Joe Show this morning that are worth talking about, and I think we have one question for Harrison so far. I have to double check some other places, and I'm sure we'll do more stats, pairwise talk, and hopefully this week we won't, uh, what did, what did Mike call it? I think he just said we need to be more concise. I know, basically. but what was the, what was the engineering term? The 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 origami thing, whatever it was, the circular thing that has no end. And oh start. yeah, he called it a Mobius strip, where we just start. Yeah. And there's never there's never a start or a stop. There's, there's no real point. It's just kind of circular, and we never get to a point. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, think that's our fault, though. I think that's the Pearwise's fault. <laughs> I think it's true because, well, we'll get into that. In your in your eyes, I can see that you've all been doing like pairwise nonstop. For- <laughs> like I can see like the deadness behind. I recognize. Uh-huh. Well, 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 we can say it. We can do it right now. The worst part about pairwise and the way they calculate it is there is no way to know by looking at a game what the impact will be on your pairwise. Like under the old formula you knew if you played one team more than the other team, that's the team you wanted to win. Now you don't know that. 
because the calculation is all about opponents, opponents, and it's too hard to figure that out. Uh, so it's just really hard to know what you want. Cause I think Dustin did the deep dive and said, we want UMass to win to hurt other teams pairwise more than yeah, our, RPI more than ours. I can but we don't want up, them to yeah. win because they're around us and we want them right. to fall below us. Like, so it's, it's, it's not fun. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah. I just gotta uh, win, baby. Just, just gotta win. Yeah. Right. All right. Let's do the thank you notes plus a brief note from our sponsors. And we'll be back to chat about last week's games with Harrison Watt. Fibke Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the Hodag. Look online at fibkedental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E dental.com. Do you work in manufacturing, product design, or product development? Is your business trying to improve efficiency while also producing at scale? Livonia Technical Services can help. They provide world-class quality improvement training and consulting for failure modes and effect analysis, product development, and cost reduction. All things that could help Northern Michigan assemble a competent defense. If you think your business could use a prevention mindset and reduce manufacturing costs, a partnership with Livonia Technical Services might be right for you. Check them out at livoniatech.net. That's L-I-V-O-N-I-A tech dot net. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back. Uh, Let's get right into things. Uh, Let's just start with Mike's question, if I can go find it quickly enough here. Published stuff. View taking way too long here should have had this up but i was too busy doing pairwise stuff uh so mike antleitner our columnist wants to know what uh harrison can shed any light on lake state sweeping the bulldogs it kind of felt like that was a surprise as far as he was concerned for your bulldogs yeah so you know how you can't lose during the bye week we lost to the bye week Okay. That, I mean, we got nailed by the flu. Like, okay. oh, I gotcha. We've got hammered a long time. Um, 13 of the 28 guys went down with it. We had another guy with something else that wasn't COVID. We had another guy with something else that also wasn't COVID. Um, so we had a kid in our top six who lost 10 pounds. Uh, Jeez. Logan Stein went down with the flu, so he didn't travel with us. Um, so we came out Friday. I thought we had good energy. We made a couple weird decisions in the defensive zone, just stuff that happened, a little mental rust being off a couple weeks. Um, we felt like we were pushing. We get to the end of the game, about 340 to go. 
and I'm not the type of guy that's usually going to whine about officials, but we got nailed for a holding call where, um, to put it mildly, it was puzzling. Um, Lake State scores on the power play to go up two. We go back down the ice, score 11 seconds later. They get an empty netter. Game's over. So we, I felt like we all played them on Friday and didn't get the result we deserved. Um, Saturday, we got hit with – I don't know how many times you guys have seen this, but this one really puzzled me. A uh, five-minute major without a review. I may really? I may have reviewed them all. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> okay. Well, I think they have to to do that. They'd have to call a minor first, then escalate it up. If they go straight to a major, can they review it to drop it down? I don't know the answer to that. They're looking at the rule book. Believe believe you can, but to me, the hit didn't warrant a straight five. Um, you could you could definitely argue for a five after review, but I the kid was kind of falling down. It was a weird penalty. Um, so two minutes into the game. We lose a kid that had two points the night before, killing off a five-minute power play. They scored twice, and I thought that that hurt us um, mentally. Uh, we came out in the second period and looked like a team that had had the flu the week before. Um, battled. We had to kill off another four-minute penalty. We got nailed with kind of another puzzling 10-minute misconduct. Not a game ejection, but just the one where he's in the box for 10 minutes. Had yeah. to kill, kill off a four-minute penalty. Um we had a bunch of power plays at the end of the period, but by that point, we were just so disjointed that, you know, we hit a goal post, the goalie made a save, and um, we go to the third period down four to nothing, and it just it never got better. So um, it was weird. I thought the flu hurt us worse the second night, just the guys were still recovering from it. Their energy wasn't really there. We got behind. It was hard to come back. Um, so it, was, it wasn't great. The guys have a good mindset. They came in on – you know, they came in Sunday for treatment. They're like, just put it behind us. You know, they've been great all season about that. Obviously, we've won a lot more games than we did a year ago, but um, the task gets no easier. Home ice is out of reach basically at this point. I don't think it's mathematically gone, but pretty much gone at this point. Um, so the guys have, you know, just taken it, you know, let's go into the playoffs playing well. Again, that's not going to be easy this week. I don't think Michigan Tech is a particularly awesome matchup for us um, in terms of style of play. But, you know, since we saw you guys, and I thought it was the worst weekend of hockey we played all year when we came up there, um, just back-to-back two games that were really not us, I would assume that, you know, the Friday night game will be a little tighter than what you guys may have seen up in Houghton a few months ago. I don't know. How mad could you be about potting three goals in the first period to go up? Yeah, that was uh, – <laughs> that, that, that had us, like, with that, our eyes that... wide open. There was a lot of crap and pants uh, after that start <laughs> for us. <laughs> yeah, definitely. People were starting to see what I said about Ferris to that point was that it, if if everything's on, then everything can be on for like a good amount of time. I mean, yeah. the wheels did fall off later on in that day, but they I they really showed what they're capable of. So I it sounds it, like I thought you guys were sloppy in that first period. Um, oh yeah, like real slot. Like, and I'm sure yeah, it wasn't good. I'm sure Joe went into that locker room and it was like nuclear, like nuclear. <laughs> because they cleaned it up fast. And, you know, you know, I know you guys like bemoan like little things about the team, not to make fun of you, but um, you know, here at 21 team, basically at this point, you know, go to the NCAA tournament, I would think. We um, hope. 
you're, you're in a good spot. You're in as good a spot as you can be right now. Um, I think, you know, you have, you have a path to the semifinal. And I think that maybe as, as long as you don't, you know, fall off a cliff here, I think that maybe what you need just to get into the NCAA tournament, you might have to sweat it out a little, but like, you guys are a great team. Like, when I watch you guys play, I see the style that our guys um, are kind of changing to a little bit as we, we grow up a bit. And that's kind of, you're kind of what we aspire to in a lot of ways. Um, you got some star power, you got a great goaltender that I don't think it's anywhere near enough credit for probably being, um, I'm going to get in trouble for this, the best goaltender in the CCHA. Um, <laughs> I, I think a lot better than people think. Um, defensively, I think you guys are awesome. I think you're well coached. Okay. So why do you think he's better than Dryden? Why do I think he's better than Dryden? Yeah. Well, I, I have more data. Like, it's just he sees more shots than Dryden. Okay. okay. So I do think Dryden, if, if it, it may be a 1A, 1B situation. Like, I'm not trying to say Dryden's like fifth. Like, I no. do. Yeah. I do think he's a good goaltender. Okay. Um, I see Piedela base more shots, so I can technically see what I like about him more. Whereas on nights where I've seen Dryden see more shots, um, at least live, those have been the nights we've been in games with them and struggled a bit at times. Now, that's not to say he's going to struggle facing 40 shots a game, but you know, the nights I've seen it, it's been a kind of a different story. So – I think he definitely does a good job of making the saves he has to make when he has to make them. Gives Minnesota State a chance to win most nights out. But I don't think Blake Pietel gets anywhere near enough credit. I think he's really athletic. Um, I don't think he plays like a 5'11 goaltender. I think he plays a lot bigger than that. Plays the puck pretty well. Smart kid. I, I think he's a problem for everyone else. See, that's always what's kind of what always kind of made me laugh about Blake is that he is – he now holds the single season record for shutouts for Michigan Tech. So first of all, congratulations to him for that. But it also cracks me up that he doesn't look like your stereotypical hockey player. If you take a look at him, you think he's the captain of the new esports team at Tech. <laughs> he doesn't look like he doesn't look like he's he's setting records for the team in hockey. But that, I think there, he looks a lot is. like a forward, but only one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. I think some of it too is he like he does have, and he's tied for the career shutout record at Tech as well, which seems kind of crazy to me. But then again, shutouts really weren't much of a thing in the seventies, so in the sixties either. Um, it's really a lot harder to stop a puck when you have pillows that are you know half the size, and you can't go down to your knees because no one did that yet. Tech yeah. also did play in an era where it was against the rules for a goaltender to go down to stop a shot. So that was also a tough way to stop a puck. No, it's uh, it's pretty cool to see how how good he's been. I think what did I, I said the other day that his his goals against average was better than last year, but his save percentage was actually a little worse. And I don't that was three games ago. I think the last time I looked that up. So I don't know what's happened in those three games to to see it. But like, so he see it. The team defense is much better because he's seeing less shots. Uh, but it's been it's been good. Um, I would ask, I would ask you about him. When's the last time he started every game this season? Correct. This yeah. year, yeah. Mark Sinclair appeared a little in the eight one game the other day. I watched. Right. Correct. Yep. Tuesday oh. in the the eight one game, right? Against yeah. Northern. Yeah. After after Blake gave up 
the one goal, they pulled him because it wasn't right. a shutout yeah. anymore. Start to finish. When's the last time off the top of your head, Blake Piedel has had a miserable game? Like, just miserable. Well, it wasn't this uh, season. I wouldn't say there's one this year. Yeah. That's my case. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I would, there's been one this the year. Close, the closest thing to a miserable game has got to be the, the game they lost at Bemidji. But I don't even think most of the four goals, like, because that's the first time they've given up four goals all season, right? Yep. But I don't even think I put most of those on him. Most of those, if I remember, were like odd man rushes and the kind of stuff that's just, and, and some fluky plays. Like, yeah. it seems like he, he more gets screwed over by fluke than anything else where it's uh you know tipped weird somewhere or whatever versus actually like i'm i know he's had a handful of goals he'd like to have back this year but i don't think most of the goals he's given up have really been on him yeah i think you just described the top of the conference goaltender so i rest my case on yeah (laughs) yeah and it's, it's been nice to see a consistent goaltender instead of having the conversation we've had in the last few years where it's been bouncing between goalies and it's been a frustrating situation for the team i think that stability has actually been a a real big benefit to the team to have a, a consistent goalie back there that you know is there week in week out and is doing the job really well the last two or three years have been all over the place in terms of who's playing or not right with with carol sinclair and uh packy and it's 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 been a collection of fun back there, and it, it's just consistent and it's good this year. It's it's a nice problem to have. Fun. <laughs> Some of that was so much fun. <laughs> See what? It was fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. There's no way he had he had some good nights that I saw, but nah. Yeah, there was some. There was a lot of fun. There was one night in particular when you guys were down to like you had like 16 guys because you guys got hit by the flu on a trip here where we I think we swept. He was in one of those games. And he made a couple of really acrobatic saves, and then one puck went in the net that was like, okay, how did – but it was uh, – yeah. You've hit, yeah. You did have your collection of fun after Jamie Phillips. That's a good way to put it. And yeah. Angus, Angus Redmond. I forgot about Angus. Yeah, Angus was sweet for the one year he was here. I I had some – I had I had a like, a – like a friendship, relationship, whatever you'll call it, with, with Packy. That was kind of fun while all that drama was going on, but – the one thing that I will say about him when he was playing is he was fun to watch because of how much like emotion he put into it. Like I would almost compare him to a flurry because of like how much he'd get into it. <laughs> like if, if if the crowd was going nuts for a save, he would take his his glove and like pump the crowd up a little bit. So I don't know. It, it was there, there's there was obviously the drama and the problems with him, and ultimately he had to leave the program. But it was, it was that was he had a couple fun times with him. <laughs> He was entertaining. You can say that. Entertaining <laughs> is a good word to describe yeah. Packy. Sorry for going off the rails, Tim. No, no, it's fine. Um, yeah, I don't mind. So going back to your talk about uh, standing stuff, according to playoff status, Ferris does cannot get home ice anymore. They have oh, a wow. less than 1% shot at fifth. And they have a 7% shot at six. So, so uh, go sweep Northern. The week after this, please. So you tell <laughs> What's that? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, you got a chance. So yeah. you just got to sweep Northern next weekend and and uh, have Northern drop a game this weekend. I think. 
Yeah, and see, that's the thing that Harris and I have been talking about. And I don't know how closely you guys follow uh, Ferris's hockey social media, and particularly like their Instagram. But Harrison has decided that the 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 media direction of Ferris State hockey right now is we are going to be the agents of chaos. Yeah. <laughs> so I've I've loved watching it. Like whenever something ha- whenever something cool happens for uh, Ferris, Harrison will text me a picture of like the Elmo with the fire back. That's <laughs> <laughs> the best gif out there. <laughs> I think I think my favorite one is the one that Biddy keeps using, and it's it's Bruce. Boudreaux yeah, darn. Saying, saying the F word and the yeah. caption says darn. Yeah, it's very clearly. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I've been using that for years, but it's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. Uh, if, we're, if we're going hockey related gifts, there's none other than that little Pittsburgh. I think it's a Penguins fan, right? He's got to be like two years old and he is just the most passionate kid going, yeah, and just screaming. Yeah. And like his aunt or whoever's sitting beside him is just laughing at him. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's great stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll dig that one up if you haven't seen that one, Harrison, and I'll post it on Twitter here eventually because <laughs> it's fantastic, too. <laughs> right. So I think yeah, we've I, only got 20 more well, guaranteed think, minutes of Harrison. So. There's a pretty high probability. This is the last time we play you guys, though. I think we, we may see you guys again first round. Oh, well, there's like a 90-some percent chance <laughs> that I mean, we play yeah. them again. What is it even? It's um Yeah, that would not be – um well, I, I hesitate to say that. There's think, a 90.2% chance that we play you again. Um, in the playoffs, I would round. say I don't really want to bust to Bemidji again. That is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> we won there, and I feel confident playing them. Not that they're a bad team, but I thought we were a good matchup for them. Um, yeah, that bus trip sucks so bad. Yeah, I, I didn't oh, yeah. enjoy driving from Green Bay to Bemidji. I can't imagine tossing the you know getting there from Big Rapids as well. Up yeah, the, that yeah. all the way across. It's a lot it's, of US two it's gotta, it's gotta be a little bit better than oh. than the drive. Well, you did you drive home from Brandon's wedding, Dustin? Or did you fly? No, I drove home with you. Yeah, you rode yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I rode with you. Well, but that's like the worst drive ever to go from the Twin Cities up over the UP down the bridge. We went to Traverse City for a wedding. Like there's no direct roads whereas at least for you all you got to do is get across the bridge and head west on two (laughs) It's it's not the best but at least it's direct after you get across the bridge yeah the so i guess how much longer do we have you for harrison uh you have me for another uh 10 minutes here all right so i guess we might as well just talk about the uh the upcoming series with fair state and get that out of the way since uh we only have you for 10 more minutes so you're coming in here, sitting seventh, and we're sitting second, and we def- desperately need to win to not ruin our pairwise. Uh, ruin it anymore. Ruin it anymore than we already have with our <laughs> not wins in regulation to St. Thomas twice and and uh, being exhausted on Saturday against Bowling Green and everything else. So uh, what... Uh, what, what should we look for with, with Fair State coming off what they've been doing lately? Well, we going into the Lake State Series, we had played pretty well um, for a while. I think five of eight. 
which um, won five of eight, which for us, as you know, over the last couple of years has not been as frequent as we'd like. But, um, you know, we dealt with injuries. We're finally totally healthy, um, which I'm sure is not what you wanted to hear. Um, I apologize, not apologize in advance if we cause a lot of chaos, but that's what we are. <laughs> um, I was telling Matt a couple of weeks ago, that I compare our team a lot to, for those of you South Park fans, Man Bear Pig. <laughs> <laughs> so I love it. I'm not going to get too far into the weeds on what Man Bear Pig is, but he's a mythical creature in South Park. And or is he? And you, you think about man exactly, or is he? As Al Gore would say. Um, so you think There's about, an episode where he's in there. Yes, sounds ferocious, but you know too often Al Gore is like, oh, it's Man Bear Pig, and there's no Man Bear Pig. Um, and that's what we had been for a little while in the first half of the season. You know, we might sound ferocious, look ferocious, but uh, we didn't finish the job. And then in the second half, suddenly, like, Man Bear Pig started to manifest, and we just started to, you know, create chaos and turn people upside down. Like, if you watched the Bemidji series, I mean, we – not so much Friday, but Saturday, just put on a click. And um, – it was what I think we've been working towards for a while out shooting opponents um, a lot more than uh, we had in years past. We score funky goals. We shoot from weird spots on the ice. Um, we cause problems creating turnovers and neutral ice. We had good goaltending that weekend, which I, I think the goaltending has come a, a really long way over the last year or so, uh, especially, you know, Noah Giesbrecht was really good that weekend. We got him at the holidays. Logan Stein was really good uh, two weeks ago against Bowling Green and then got the flu, so didn't get to start this past weekend. Uh, he's healthy again. Uh, so I would I would look for a team that looks like they have nothing to lose because we have nothing to lose. We're probably not going to get – I don't think mathematically we can get passed by St. Thomas. No, we can't. Nope, you can't. They got 10 points, we got 23. So we can't get passed, so we're not going to Minnesota State in the first round. Um, you know – our guys have taken on the attitude and it's, it's funny. Um, I was just in the locker room this morning with a couple of them. They're like, well, Michigan Texan coming in here and you know, all the pressures on them. They have to win these games um, to continue their paralyzed thing. No pressure on us, no pressure. So I think you're going to see a team playing loose, uh, having fun, uh, just, just trying to put on a, a good goaltending performance, manage the puck well, which we didn't do up in Houghton a, a couple months ago. Uh, and, and, just be chaotic. Um, if you make a mistake, we're probably gonna make you pay for it. Um, so I just keep an eye on that, but it's going to have to be, if we're going to win games this weekend, it's going to be because Michigan tech makes mistakes. Um, we'll, we'll try and force them as best we can, but Michigan tech in, in my, you know, film watching, they don't make a lot. And when they do, they cover up for it. Well, good defenseman got some star power on Brian Hallinan, who I think is just kids a rock star right now. Um, you've got a couple kids that have eaten us up, just eaten us alive. Tommy Paratino, I think, is probably like two points per game in his career against us. Probably not actually, but like in my head, it feels like that. So. <laughs> but yeah, hearing all of that is kind of what my fears of Ferris State really are, is that uh, Tech just came off the Ironman stretch. They're finally getting like adequate rest with that. And you're right, all the pressure does sit on them. These are two must-win games for them. And Ferris isn't a bad team, and if they're playing loose, that could really take it to them. So 
Like, I don't know if we want to bounce straight into series predictions before questions, but well, my got, predictions. Well, we got the only question, but I want to jump on, on right, one but, thing you just said, Matt. Yeah. And that is you you said that Ferris is not a bad team. And I agree with you. But how much of a change is that from past years where the seventh place team in the league we can say is not a bad team and we have to be worried about them as the number two seed. I think it says a lot for the improvement in the quality in the CCHA compared to what we were seeing in past years. I want to cut in on that because I also think that the top of the league has gotten better. Like it used to be Minnesota state. And then there was a a bit of a drop off to number two and three, number two and three might be tight, but there's a drop off. I don't, think that drop off is so drastic. I think you guys have elevated yourselves. Minnesota State's still fabulous, don't get me wrong, but like I think I think not only has the bottom come up, but I think the top has come up a bit too. Well, the interesting thing to see will be if that continues or who who will be the one challenging next year because we have such a big senior class that and a lot of them probably aren't coming back for a fifth year will we be able to sustain this next year and and if not who who will be challenging minnesota state because minnesota state has consistently been the the reload model not the rebuild um whereas if you know hallen and and bliss and brats bretzman and pertino all leave I, I i it'll be interesting to see where the scoring comes from next year and then losing a guy like Missyak that just kind of spark plugs the whole team and and all that kind of stuff. And I do see hints of it, but it'll be really interesting. I mean, I don't want to worry about next year next until next year because uh, we're focused on this season and in doing good. But the biggest thing that Minnesota State's done is consistently been, you know, a top ten team in the country for how many years now? They just need to continue to show up in the tournament like they did last year. Yeah, and I don't think I, – I think when you guys go head-to-head, I don't look at that as a um, – you know, if you played ten times, they would win seven or eight of them. I think they'd win six. Like, I think you're – that oh, yeah. you, you know, if, if your game plan is executed the right way, um, I think you win at least four of those. Like, and I don't I don't think that's an insult either. I mean, they're, they're a great team. They're no, probably I, the best team in the country. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, hopefully they can just you know get over the a little bit more of their. I mean, last year they did all right, but you know they've they've been the St. Cloud of the NCAA tournament for the last few years, with the exception of last year, right? Yep. Where well, they've gotten their monkeys off the back. one seed and yeah. they drop. So hopefully they can uh, they can do better there, but let us win one first in the in the in the regular season to help out with the pairwise there. <laughs> yeah, that would be a nice pairwise bump. Yeah, I can't imagine that hurts us, right? <laughs> That's nice because that gets you a nice little ding for quality win bonus too. Yep. I got I got you off track, or actually, uh, I think it was Dustin, but uh, serious predictions. I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say. I'll kick this off because I've felt this way pretty much all season, especially coming off the like the Iron Man stretch that Tech had to go through. Ferris not being a bad team, them playing loose, them being at home. I see this being a split, and it's going to piss a lot of people off, but I think that Ferris is good enough to do it, especially when they're in the correct mindset and Tech might be holding the stick a little too tight. But 
I think it's going to be the way that we've seen Tech split this year, where the first game they go out there and kind of put an exclamation point on it and say, all right, we can beat them. And then the second night is where the slip-up kind of happens. So I think it's a win the first night and a narrow loss the second night. I think we see that after the Bowling Green split, which I think I, I did actually call the split accurately last week and said that we weren't going to win the second game there, if I remember right. If not, I'm going to claim it anyways. Nobody <laughs> listens back. <laughs> I, I do sometimes. This, I think this week we we can – the guys know what's at stake, and they actually take care of business as opposed to the St. Thomas series and then you know just being clearly gassed uh, – on Saturday night this week, you could see it that they just didn't have the jump that they had. I mean, Friday night was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic hockey game for us to, you know, to, to play. We, I think we played really good hockey on Friday and then they just were dead tired on Saturday. So I think they see that frustration of what happened on Saturday. They carry it to this weekend and, and get the sweep down and down in big rapids. Now, Dustin, I'm going to agree with Matt. I think I think it ends up being a split. I, I'm not going to go and I don't know which game it's going to be. You know, I, I think it ends up being a split, and I I just don't think that this pairwise thing is going to be easy. I think it's we're going to end up at the end of the season sweating it out. I think in the end we do get in, but this is just going to add to that pushing us to the bubble yeah. because nothing can be easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... I, uh, I I see this as. I know it's hard to say because I know Joe said he's. I, I don't think they're. They might not practice till the day they leave, right? Because they're taking. I think today and tomorrow off. I think he says he can give them a couple of days off. Yeah. Uh, Maybe so that's Sunday, Sunday, Monday. Monday I don't know. Um, but I guess I look at it as. I think that I. I feel like Joe's got them in the spot where. Like they know they can perform when they've gotten their rest at the level they need to. So I don't look at it as like holding the stick too tight stuff, but I have a feeling that these games are going to be close. Like, I don't, I don't see either of these games being a blowout, which tech hasn't had many of those no. anyway, but you know, I bet it's two, one goal games, but I, I'm going to call this the sweep for tech. I'm going to say we're going to have a point or points take one of the games to overtime. I mean, you're saying we're going to go to overtime again? That hasn't happened hardly at all for us this year. So No, not at <laughs> all. We like overtime, which is weird because as a Wings fan, I am conditioned to hate overtime. <laughs> the Wings have lost more playoff overtime games than any team in NHL history. Um, but we like overtime this year. So I think, I think at least one of the nights we're going to meet, you know, Tech might play well, but I think we're going to meet that challenge and it'll go right down to the end, whether we lose it late in regulation or um, we take them to overtime and find a way to get a point or two. I think at least one of those nights will go that way. And I think the other night, um, I, ho- I hope we, I hope we can show up twice, get multiple point, multiple uh, or points each night. But I, I know what the task is. And I know how good you guys are and what I watched. And you guys haven't seen Minnesota State live yet. I have not. No, I've, I've, I was, I've been to, I'll be to two series live this year myself. You haven't we, played we, Minnesota it, State? Yeah, you guys have played. We played in Mankato, didn't we? It's only, yeah, yeah the only we team we didn't. It's only we played everybody Green. now. Yeah, Bowling yeah, Green's yeah. the one we don't Bowling play. Bowling Green was the one year. team we hadn't played yet. Yeah, okay. Um, I thought 
from what I watched defensively, the way you handle yourselves, you're a hundred feet to the ice. You're every bit as good as they are. Yeah. Well, and you could see that in the two games they played, uh, you know, we, they forced overtime on Friday, should have won in regulation on a breakaway with like right. 12 seconds left. And then, um, Saturday, I felt like they actually played better Saturday, but didn't get the breaks. And what was it, two nothing? I think two, two to one, and three to one. Okay. Yeah, yeah Hallen, was Hallen empty better, I think. Helen had the breakaway, right? Helen yeah. had the breakaway that yep. didn't just didn't finish on it. Yeah, he, so it, he it actually beat instead of shooting for once in his life. And yeah, it could have been a it could have been a win in in regulation, uh, on that Friday night game for sure. Yeah, they're evenly matched games, so I yeah I can see that. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to talk about, or you got to go? I wonder if this is the crowd to ask about how we liked the Super Bowl halftime because I thought <laughs> Dustin thought it, Dustin took a poop during uh, the halftime because he doesn't of, like one those, of the, that stuff. <laughs> I think the best thing I read about it was. Is anyone that was born between 1985 and 1995 is finally going? Yes, it's a Super Bowl show for us, us younger kids realizing shit. We're the old people now. <laughs> These are all yeah. 20, 30 year old songs. <laughs> Harrison already texted me about this, but what I I think it's the best halftime show since Prince. But nobody's beaten Prince. That I, was I thought it was really good. Too good. Yeah, you know, I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I just watched the, the the YouTube of the actual performance itself. But I thought the performance was pretty good. You don't have to like the music, and I, I respect that. Not you, just anybody. Um, I like the music, but I just, for whatever reason, Snoop Dogg looking like the magic carpet from Aladdin. <laughs> yeah, fabulous. And the dance. did you did you see the video so where somebody dubbed the the uh, what's her name Michelle? Is it Michelle Branch? They they dubbed the music over the top of Dre playing the piano and Snoop Dogg walking out and singing. And it's like the hilarious, it's the most hilarious thing ever. I'll, I'll post it, but yeah, it's the, it's hilarious. It's the piano video where she's on the truck. Yeah. Making my way downtown. Yeah. I can't think of it. So like Dre's playing the piano and then, then it cuts to Snoop singing. That's it. Yeah. Carlson. Is that what it is? Okay. That's close. I also uh, enjoyed a couple of photos of like the whole group there and Snoop's in his blue stuff. And he's completely like, you can't see him amongst the crowd because the lighting in the black is blue. And it's like the producer, it's, a, it's like producer. And we want everyone wearing black and white for good contrast. And Snoop's like, I'm wearing blue, black <laughs> and white for contrast. I said blue. <laughs> I'm wearing blue. And I then all the people that are like, pissed off that he toked up before the show and it's like it's snoop and he's in california it's legal like yeah yeah so i i have to admit this because i admitted to matt earlier before i go on the air um there's a little closet right behind my booth and i'll you do the same thing as snoop is that what you're saying (laughs) (laughs) that didn't segue well (laughs) never have actually um nor i (laughs) I'll put my headphones on and I'll throw on something from that era of like nineties rap. And I will rap along to it for about five to 10 minutes to get my mouth up to speed. Sure. Okay. It works. Yeah, I think it makes works. sense. I mean, if, if you're clearly enunciating and rapping, you're doing a good job. I guess the only thing I hold against that show 
was like I what I really liked about it was I think it I think so many of the brownie points of that show are the nostalgia for like the 80s 90s kids oh 100% versus the actual performance at all like you could be right because there's because I mean, there's nothing know 50 like he was still around what's that I mean, did everybody know 50 was still around at this point? When yeah. he came on, I, I was mean, like, holy crap, yeah, the, he's still there. It's, right? it's the greatest <laughs> halftime show ever if Tupac and Biggie just show up, right? <laughs> well, he's not really 50 anymore. He's more like a whole dollar. Now. Yeah. yeah. Did, you see right. the, did, you see the, did you see the Dick Buckus tweet? No. no. Oh, no. Dick, Dick Buckus. Buckus on Twitter is fantastic. Yeah. I, well, I got to find it because I got to say it exactly right because it was so good. I also like the uh, people, the close captioning. It was like showing the close captioning. Midwesterners be like, oh, no, that's not right. For the, yeah. oh, there goes gravity. It's an, oh, there goes gravity. Apparently, AZ, <laughs> AZ's lyrics actually says, oh, on it. It should. I know, but uh, <laughs> so the Dick Buckus tweet was 50 Cent looks like he was hit by inflation. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's so good. <laughs> I just I don't understand why it was upside down either. Like maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he started he started upside down singing. Like maybe that's on, that's gotta be difficult. Like maybe on Friday I should start. Oh, it's the camera flipped with me. I didn't like that. <laughs> upside down. Maybe I should find a way to be upside down when I go on camera right before the broadcast. Just, just start from the rafters. Just start from the rafters. They're only like a- <laughs> yeah, they're, it's not that high to climb up there. I mean, you bear, you almost hit your head when you're on the end. <laughs> Maybe it was some kind of reference to that uh, the bulletproof game. I couldn't tell you. I remember getting it for free at one point, but I don't think I ever even played it. So this is definitely going all over my head. Yeah, I know. I don't think I could name a single song from a single person that performed in the show. So you couldn't name a single Eminem song. I well, I know one of them. He sings about the spaghetti. That's the that's only one the I know. One he did. <laughs> I think that's got to be the podcast title about the spaghetti. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what it's called. But I, I, I've heard the one about. I'm pretty spaghetti sure that's before. one shot. That's the song. Uh, lose yourself. Lose yourself. Yeah, one yeah, shot. That's whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I love how Harrison just gives us the podcast title every time. We don't even have to worry about it. Yep, it just comes out. <laughs> just <Yeah>. great. <laughs> Usually Mom's, right at the end. Mom Spaghetti. That's the episode right there. <laughs> tonight. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks, uh, thanks for jumping in from, you know, work. <laughs> Better, Harrison. See you. All right. I want to take a moment to touch on one thing patrons this week we had an upgrade robert Mackey, who actually met at the saint thomas series was nice enough to upgrade from the five dollar level to the ten dollar level so now he can watch this lovely video and uh he can currently see he can see the curling the curling curling in my eyes in your eyes and in my cup the cup works better actually yeah it's better um as the as the swiss here have have uh with the hammer in the sixth end yeah yep with the US had a really nice, we had a nice triple. They had a nice double on the last end. So we fund everything at Tech Hockey Guide from our patrons. You can become one at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. I think I failed on talking to Joe about being on the show. I think it was supposed to be tomorrow for being on, like doing our one of our Zoom chats. But I think we should try and get that, still try and get that set up here sometime if we can, but I don't know. With the addition of our instat services to Tech Hockey Guide's repertoire, we have a new feature starting soon for those of you at the white level. 
along with question priority and access to those Zoom chats, uh, we're going to start giving you early access to our instat breakdowns. Uh, again, that's at the white level for $2 a month. Uh, since our podcast has started, we've done extended versions of the podcast for our patrons at the black level or above, which is $5 a month. And then the gold level is $10 a month. We get you everything I mentioned already, plus the Zoom video, which we try to publish right away Tuesday morning. Um, and with the anything at the black level or above, you're going to get an authentic MPU jersey patch as soon as I get more in. <laughs> and I think according to the poll... We are going to be using, well, I have to figure out what, they, what they're going to require me to buy, but I did a poll for the patch here, and according to the patrons we already have, they prefer the Huskies script that's on the new white jersey, whereas I think the public preferred the, the UP, but I think those were the top two for both, so I need to see if I can get some of each or whatever hopefully we don't have to buy 50 again but we'll see we now have a silver level for 25 dollars a month uh basically what that's going to get you is i am as soon as we're done with the podcast and as soon as it's done processing if i find time on monday night that's gonna the audio file unedited is going to get pushed to you uh in your podcast app so you can probably listen monday night at midnight if you really want to um, but I don't know how good I'm going to be about doing that. Cause usually after that starts, I just walk away because I'm not going to sit there while it processes for like an hour, uh, try something new. Give us a five-star rating. Dustin will read the review, no matter what it has to say. So get, get us some more ratings guys, uh, and reviews. Cause we could probably use a little more saturation as far as people, noticing us i know we were in the the rankings last week we have fallen out again uh that's just how that ranking goes sometimes sometimes we're really good if we get a bunch of random listens and sometimes we're not in the top 250 at all and that just happens um one other thing i just uh i'm gonna update the misfits wish list because it looks like the drumsticks that we had in there are not actually available. So I found some other ones. I bought five of them for the Misfits, and then I bought five flagpoles, and all that should be there before the Mankato series. So go ahead and check that out. There isn't a whole lot left right now, so we'll have to get in touch with Olivia and see if there's anything else they really need so we can keep that uh, that going. So what do we want to talk about? Did everybody get a chance to listen to Joe Sean this morning? I did this evening, but well, yes. I put the show from this morning. Here we go. Dustin, no, I did not. But Matt, I did no. do a fantasy. We got fantasy this oh, week. Okay, all right. I'm Good. happy we got fantasy, but yeah, all I right. didn't get a chance. So, to... so the Josh on our, I think there were three things to touch on. Matt, uh, Rob, you want to take the first, whatever yeah, one take, you want to talk I'll, about? I'll take the two that I liked. Yeah, I think the the two good ones were he, he kind of discussed. Uh, about skating in general and his skates. And he's apparently still wearing the same pair of skates he had when he was coaching juniors. So yeah, he probably, uh, probably wearing the same the skates, skates he coached Cam Ellsworth in. The <laughs> skates might be older than Matt. <laughs> There's a good chance of that. I need to check on that real quick. And he, he also kind of talked a little bit about why he doesn't understand that more coaches uh, don't use goalie skates because they're flat bottoms. And they're easier to stand on on the ice. And why would you want to have rockers that you can, you know, easily slip and fall on? 
So yeah, it was and, kind I, of and I related very well that, to that learning how yeah, to a guy that's wear hockey, hockey skates at 41. Skated all his life, you know, and is really comfortable on the ice, obviously doesn't want to do it in uh, in a pair of hockey skates. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I thought that was pretty To be funny. fair to him, he's been wearing goalie skates right. his whole life and been a goalie. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Makes sense. And then he also brought up a really, I thought, humorous story about Leiminger basically playing a practical joke on him over a few a few practices where he slowly but surely cut a half inch or so off the blade of his stick until it only had like a very small amount of the blade left. And because Joe being a goalie doesn't stick handle often or well, he didn't really notice until it was incredibly short and small (laughs) that someone had been screwing with him. (laughs) So those are the, those are two things I picked up on uh, from showing a humorous perspective. I thought it was a good show to take. I enjoyed it. I thought the most interesting thing was Joe explaining why he didn't pull the goalie Saturday. I like the whole walkthrough of that too. Yeah, that's true. So he basically said he didn't pull the goalie with three minutes left because first off, he didn't think the team had it. He, he was worried about winter carnival and how important it is to the community to win winter carnival. And he said, if, if we gave up a goal on an empty net goal to go, to go down three goals, if he was Bowling Green, he would pull his goalie to try and get the fourth goal and tie the total goal series. And I was kind of like, um, Bowling Green doesn't care that much about winning. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, think- and that's the thing that dry- drove me up the freaking wall this weekend is that we got plenty of faceoffs in Bowling Green zone with like three minutes left. And I feel like Blake should have been gone. Well, and I, I, I think he Blake. is gone any other game for two reasons. One, here's the thing one the total what- goal winter carnival thing like i get that to some point but what i also i don't at all i think that's stupid they're they've already already lost the game they feel like bums holding the trophy after losing that game what's the point of trying to go for it at that point loss is still gonna hurt a four nothing loss is gonna hurt just as much as the four two or whatever loss it was we need to go for the win in that situation. That's the only way we could have improved that. And okay, we had the I, shot to do it on I'm multiple not, well, occasions. He's not talking about the players, the- Matt. You're not fucking listening. <laughs> he's not talking about the players. It goes yeah. up on a banner, and it stays there for fucking ever every time we win Carnival. It's and on I think the fucking wall. And I think that's <laughs> stupid. It's a two-game series. Like, yes, it's a tradition, but, like, at this point, we're fighting for John a tournament Matt, spot. John McInnes's name on it. Oh, boy. I'm really just, cool. Like it's on everything. It's on. If you cheer for Michigan Tech, John McInnes' name is not anything. Cool, awesome. What I'm concerned about this year is making the tournament. Okay. And you're just now let me get away- to the second fucking point, Matt. <laughs> which is they didn't fucking have it. And the point that Joe made that I thought was really good is, in retrospect, he wished with like ten minutes left in the third period, he had told the guys. If you find a way to pick it up, I will pull the goalie. But he, yeah. first, he he didn't say that because he was too worried about trying to figure out who could play and, and the lines and all that type of matchup stuff. Instead of trying to say, you know, I should have tried to use that as a motivation to get the guys to, like, find that extra step to show me that they can control the puck enough to make it worth pulling the goalie. Because I don't really disagree with Joe that, more than likely they're giving up an empty netter after that. Now I do disagree with Joe that I think that like, like you said, Dustin Bowling Green doesn't really care about winter carnival, but 
but do they care about being spoiler enough to pull their goalie to try and get another goal? You're up three. I don't think so. So you're not going to worry about being up only two, right? I don't really don't think don't so. Think to in, me, like, I don't think in the heat of the moment it's even on their radar. Yeah. Yeah, and it's still because it's not like that. Because it's not like that wins carnival. They're still going to have a freaking yeah. stupid shootout to decide carnival at that point. And I still don't even agree with the reasoning of they didn't have it. Sometimes you don't know if you have it until you're put in that situation. Until it's like, here it is, guys. We've got to win this game. Here's the only way we can do it. I don't have a lot of confidence in you to do it, but this is the only way it is possible. The yeah. fact that they weren't even put in that situation, I think, was a detriment. I mean, yes, yeah. they were They were like at the end of that series – I can't blame them for the loss. That's the first regulation loss I've had since December. I'm not pissed off about the loss, but I, I, I'm irritated that they were not put into a situation where that it could have been a reality. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I can't believe this is the most heated discussion we've had like on the <laughs> podcast ever. <laughs> no, I, as <laughs> I think, I think his point to the locals actually winning that and showing that you know you're putting the numbers up on the banner it does it does carry a little bit more than i think maybe matt you're giving it credit for it's been a program that has struggled immensely for a very long time winter carnival is supposed to be a a big deal it brings tons of people it brings tons of alumni in and showing that you care and win that series every year I think is an important part of the program and should be one of the things that's up as a goal almost every year. Right. It, it is, it is a big deal to, to win that. It may not make an impact in terms of pairwise this year, but in all honesty, the pairwise conversation hasn't been a thing for us in many years. So stepping over the winter carnival goal, I think is a big deal. It is something we should win every year and it does help get the old people's side of the arena filled up seeing that the team can win stuff at home and that that tradition is being respected right i guess but i but in the way that mike always thinks about thinking little i think that i just find that to be thinking little like there is a time where that was important and i think we're moving past it but i I agree with that but it's still any let's put it this way what are the odds that they come back from a two-goal deficit with three minutes left better than zero if you pull the goalie St. Thomas did it to us earlier, so we probably I, I, can handle yes. it. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. But I'm that not is... saying I agree with Joe. I honestly think no. we should have given. I think his retrospective and honesty about his retrospective perspective, you know, his retrospective on, I probably should have done this was one of those like, yep, and that's what everyone that was watching probably was yeah. thinking, you yeah. know, but, you know, lessons learned. I, yeah, I get where he's coming from, but I would have pulled the goalie. Yeah, me too. Right. I'll that? take I'll take that. I will okay. take that. Yeah. Cuz I like the fact that he sits there on the show and actually goes through his thought process and you you you, you, can't, you may you disagree can't. with him, but you still I appreciate yeah. the explanation. Yeah. Like I don't I see where he's coming from. I get his perspective and it makes it makes me less pissed off, but I still wouldn't have done it. And the, and you should go back and listen because it was it was actually really yeah, informative. It was, it was like, good. Yeah. I'm doing a decent job of explaining it, but he was better about it. And I do think, like him explaining that, yeah, I should have, you know, with 12 minutes left or 10 minutes left, I should have told him, you know, find that extra gear and and if it's close, I'll pull the goalie. 
but right now I want to win carnival because his because his whole point was if we if if we give up the one like well he looked I don't know it's just he I think the other part that you're missing here Tim too is he looked at it from a momentum perspective uh for the rest of the year too he basically said we don't want to take this loss lose the trophy have Bowling Green lift the trophy up in front of our faces and take that into next weekend. You're already bouncing back saying this game is crap. I'm flushing it on the toilet, which he's used that phrase several times in yeah. talking about Saturday. We're flushing it. We're not gaining anything from it, right? Yeah. So it's one of those things where um, he, he basically is using it to say, I didn't want to stop us from recovering from the loss we just had at the end of a, a long grind and make it any worse by giving that, you know, by lifting the trophy and keeping the goals where they were he basically was able to end the weekend on a positive, even though it's a bit of a negative. Right. And has, and has there ever been, I I think that's one of the, the, the most awkward, like, uh, yeah, Brian had no idea what he was doing. uh, Well, it wasn't even that it's like the queen turned around, like right away. That look to the camera of, am I supposed to stay here? Is she coming back for a kiss? What the hell? (laughs) It was so good. (laughs) It did look a bit, uh, he did look a bit confused, but I, you know, he's, Joe, I think he, he's looking he's looking toward next weekend at that point too. Basically going, the guys are pretty much dead. Bowling Green has has this game won. And you know, there's three minutes left. I can take a positive out of it, win the trophy, give give that and, and use that as a hey, we just went through, you know, more games than any other team in the country has over the last three, you know, three weeks or whatever. That's and we've won days. every single one of them except for this one, you know? Yeah. So it it puts a positive stamp on that whole few week experience rather than just a giant negative on the end of it that may, you know, spoil moods a bit. I hope they're still pissed off at the fact they couldn't pull it out and go just destroy Ferris. Like I said, you know, when Harrison was on, but yeah, I, I get where he's coming from there and he did a really, really good job of articulating it. So it is well worth a listen. If yeah, I, I, I like, I didn't listen, but I like the fact that it sounds like he had his reasons. If, even if you don't agree with the decision, there was a thought process there. He's got reasons for doing it. And when you, you know, if you look at it neutrally, okay, I can see it. It makes sense. I can see where he's coming from. It's. And it's a lot better than like the, some of the NFL stuff that you see lately of like not going for it on fourth down when you should and that kind of stuff. And there, and it seems like they're not even paying attention to it. Whereas Joe completely articulated the point. It's not like he was aloof of the idea of pulling a goalie with three minutes left. Yeah, there he was knew, a process. He knew if it wasn't carnival that he should have done it. He had his reasons for not doing it, but it's not like he didn't know he should have done it. So, or that it that it should be on his radar. So I yeah. So here's where the logic kind of falls apart to me. Cause I I I will take the step back and agree that it's awesome that we get to experience having our coach on the air once a week going through a thought process of the whole weekend. That's something not a lot of fan bases get. And, and yeah, it, you know, you, you get to agree or disagree at the end of the day, he's the one making the call and he's the one making the bucks to do it. But where this falls apart to me is that after a four, nothing win on Friday, it's four to two on Saturday and we're not pulling the goalie because to me, you pull the goalie with like three minutes and whatever. If we let another one in, that's when we stop pulling the goalie because at that point we can still protect carnival still at that positive on the weekend. And that's where I start to see that argument. But when there's a two goal cushion and winning the series 
and you can go out there, give it your all, and try to, you know, like take the sweep. It's just that's where I got irritated. And and I think all three of us agree with you on that. That's yeah, what we would do have done, too. Matt. I would have pulled the goalie too. Yep. Um, I don't I disagree with you. I'd have pulled the goalie, and then this, if you give up an empty netter, you right you bunker and defend it. Yep. But exactly, yeah, you I, put them back in. That's I, I understand I, I, at that point. But I think the the chaos thought of Bowling Green pulling their goalie to get another goal is. is maybe overthinking it a little bit too much to be honest well and, and but, i i was honestly shocked that 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 joe took the mindset that if he was bowling green he would have pulled this goalie up three to well, try I mean, and win chan- cart to try and try to, it's a chance to lift up a trophy during the year and even if it's not that big of a deal i mean it still is a you get you your name is getting on something you know i guess and it's not like other teams don't know how big of a deal Carnival is to us, right? Yeah. yeah. Everybody knows Carney is a huge weekend for Tech, and if you're coming in, you're going to be playing a Tech team that's generally more up for a game for whatever reason than, than others, right? Mm-hmm. And and let's be honest, we've kind of crapped on Bowling Green in the playoffs a few years ago, right? There, yeah. There's yeah, a but, other, but other than that, they've had our number. Right. Yeah. Right. We've got so, that one. Well, we've got that one. But other than that, you look at the record. Bowling Green has beaten Tech more often than not. Yeah. It's it's honestly, I think one of the bigger rivalries that to me started to come out of here. I I don't really care for the way they play and the way that they do stuff, and it, it stems from the fact that you know we've we've not necessarily had success against them, with the exception of said of the of the uh, of the championship game. So. You know, who knows? Maybe that's a motivational thing for them to go in and say, hey, we just knocked off these guys in their big tournament of the year, and they can use that as a springboard themselves. I don't know. You know? I don't Only being three points – or never mind. Yeah, only being three points ahead of the Lakers, though, I find it tough to believe that Bowling Green would, do like like you, like Joe was saying, pull their goalie while they're up. But they're up so three. Like, so that if they give up a goal, it, they put yeah, their goalie back in too. They're like not it, at risk. The only thing they're doing is pushing for a goal to try to bring it, you know, to a shootout for that for the thing. They're not take. They're not losing three points in any way. You know, you're right, not yeah. a single guess, empty netter isn't going to hurt. You're just going for that that goal to bring it to the total t- the goals tie, yeah. right? So, who knows? Maybe you do push for that. It gives your guys in <sighs> on in the last couple of weeks before playoffs a really good practice in in trying to pull a goal out of your butts at the end of the game that you may need to do to keep your season going it's way better than any practice situation with them being right so why wouldn't you try it if there's something like that on the line but who knows all right Again, that's enough of that dustin right yes fantasy college hockey time <laughs> okay. ding 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 fantasy college hockey time uh let's see so i for last week let's go over last week first um Rob. We call the northern game. We call the northern no, we game. We, you don't need the northern game. You won the week. <laughs> the northern games. Settle down. Cornella didn't win with the shorthanded game winner. It wasn't a shorty, was it? Yeah. Did you miss that part? The 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 one of the Cornella goals was shorthanded. I know that. I wow, guess I, I don't know if that, that was the game winner or not. That wasn't on the box score. Which night was that? Uh, whatever night you said he got the game winner, I thought it was a shorty. Who did he play for? St. Cloud. I don't. I'm grabbing the St. Cloud boxes right now. Yeah, I'm looking it up too because now 
I'm flustered because I was it, was it Friday or Saturday? You know, Tim? it would have been Friday night. I I thought it was a power play. I gave him a credit for a power no, it, play. It's shorthanded. It's it's shorty. And it wasn't the game winner. It was the tying okay. goal. Okay. Right. In the third, yeah, he had he had a shorthanded goal. Okay, well, it's well, not, it designated, as a, goal not designated as a shorty on the. It is on CHO. On USCHO, it's not, it doesn't say it doesn't say it's a shorty for some reason. So that's why yes, I missed it. CHO okay. has it as a shorty. All right, what do we get? Shorty four points. I think, I'll get in. I think it's four extra points, right? I think so. I don't remember. So that would be instead of a three, that would be a six. That means Cronilla won the week. The ghost won the week. Yeah, that's what I figured happened when. All right. So the ghost won the week with seven total points. Rob got second with five total points. And the rest of us, the other three of us, all got one point. A shorty is three. Three? Okay. Yeah. So five total, five and one on Saturday for a total of six points for the ghost. So so Matt's back out of Final Jeopardy. They're still out of Final Jeopardy. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Matt is back. <laughs> three points back of the ghost now. All right. So what do you got this week for us? This week. It's uh since we've been talking so much about pairwise, we're taking tech and the two teams ahead of tech and the two teams behind tech and pairwise and leading score for each team. Okay. First, number eight, currently number eight as of nine o'clock PM. Well, whenever I did this earlier today, before the games tonight on Monday. Number eight is St. Cloud. Their leading scorer is Kevin Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald has 12 goals and 16 assists. St. Cloud is playing at Omaha for two games. Number nine in pairwise is Massachusetts. UMass's leading scorer is Bobby Trevino, 15 goals, 20 assists. UMass has a home-and-home series against UConn this weekend. Number 10, Michigan Tech. Leading scorer, as you guys know, Brian Hallinan, 19 goals, 21 assists. Tech is at Ferris. Number 11, North Dakota. North Dakota's leading scorer, Reese Gaber. Gaber has 14 goals and 20 assists. UND is at UMD this weekend. Number 12 is Ohio State. Ohio State's leading scorer is Georgie Merkulov, uh, and he has 18 goals and 14 assists on the season, and OSU is at Michigan this weekend. So, What's the order? There's a real layup in there, and it's the one that I would take. <laughs> <laughs> it is Dustin, Matt, Tim, and Rob. Yeah, I'm last this week. So uh, I'm going to get the pick between Merkulov and somebody else. Are any of us even going to get a chance to pick Helen and Dustin? No, oh, I think I'm going to probably take him. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think if if he continues on his streak. Yeah, we might as well talk that, about that while he's typing. If he continues on his streak and he keeps up with scoring and we get into the tournament and do decently. Well, it should I, be just, think, I think it's voted before then. Is it? I it's, think he I has think a decent chance of some Hobie conversation, honestly, if he keeps if, it up. If he keeps it up, he should be in the hat trick. I don't know yeah, if he I wins, but he yeah, should be in the hat trick. It's it's because that's 
pretty wild because I think the last uh, player that really even got close was Tanner Caro as Tech's last All-American, but that's nuts to think that we have a legitimate like hat trick candidate on our hands. Oh, but he's just a beast out there but, lately. But it's not even nuts. he just takes over. It's not yeah. even that, Matt. It's we have a Hobie contender. We have a Richter contender. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As we we say. are top ten in pretty much every stat category. That see everyone that CHN puts in their app, we're top ten in the country. Even after all of our major penalty minutes, I think we still are. No, we, we're thirteenth and least. Are we thirteenth now? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> this week, this weekend added a few. This weekend added a few. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty crazy just how. Oh, the numbers are the how numbers the numbers are. Yeah, nice. I, yeah. yeah, I had a I had a friend who came in just after me because my freshman year was 14-15, which was the team that you know went on the 10 and 0 beat streak, had number one in the nation. And they were asking me how they thought Is this, this team compared. <laughs> well, and, and if I was you take just, out the oh go ahead, Matt. Sorry. Oh, I was just saying, like in, in terms of comparing this, you know, the 14-15 team, I think the the only thing that I think this team is missing is consistent scoring from players not named Brian Hallinan. Sure. But that yeah. can still yeah. that can still come around, but and time will tell if they compare to that team in other ways. But looking at their roster for those years, it's it was pretty pretty deep. And tech does run four lines very well. But it's I, I for me it's, I I need to see it before I can comfortably make that comparison. You know. Yeah, I, I think that I think the problem is is you've got, you know, if Pietola, Ashbrook, Bliss, and Peritino were more like twelve goals a piece. Yes. Instead of eight to ten. Yeah, you're, you've got more balanced scoring than just Allen. There's that flashes of it from that that secondary group, and yeah. it, that's when we win. Before <laughs> we gas Allen and up too much, let's make these picks. All also, right. I I do want to say a little in you know production meeting here. If Allen does make the Hobie hat trick, we're revisiting Mike's question from a few weeks ago on if the if this senior, senior class, class is a boss, failure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, very true. We will no, definitely I mean, Tim, talk about Tim that. Staten, I mean, if you take out St. Cloud, which is a ridiculous outlier in terms of power play percentage, it oh, is yeah. the greatest. Yeah. It is, it's the greatest power play college hockey has ever seen. It is, right. it yeah. is. like it's, it's crushing. Like I think the previous record was like thirty-one or thirty. Yeah, Thirty-three point nine percent. Yeah, we're second at twenty-eight. Yeah. Or twenty eight point yeah. nine, you know, and so this is a good team. It, it's, and Brian Hellenden has two power play goals out Stop of those nineteen. Stop gassing them up before Dustin picks. Damn it! <laughs> well, I am picking. Well, but that's him. actually that's actually a negative, Matt. You get more points for power play goals. All right, but anyway. All right. <laughs> well, I'm well, taking Hellenden. Who wasn't picking him if you're first? Like seriously, I was hoping I was. Oh well, yes, this week. exactly. I just wanted to be a homer, but now uh, who's? <laughs> I don't get to be. A, I don't get to be a homer very often. So. Who's UMass playing? Uh, Holman Holman against UConn. Okay, I'll take Trevino then. Yeah, strength right. of schedule. I feel like that's the right choice after Hellenden. <laughs> strength. Of I schedule wanted was. to take Merkulov because I want him to dump a whole bunch of goals on Michigan, but I've got to get back into contention here. <laughs> He's got the second most goals of anybody in this list. Well, yeah, They're playing Michigan. They're playing Michigan is the problem. Who's St. Cloud play? Uh, St. Cloud plays Omaha. But he doesn't have the. I'm taking Merkulov. I don't care. 
I've taken Michigan too many times, so I might as well take the team playing <laughs> Michigan this time. There you go. No, I'll take Fitzgerald from St. Cloud. I'll, I'll pick a Husky. All right. <laughs> I think that's a better matchup. So Gaber than, gets the, 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 ghost the, UMD ghost. the ghost gets Gaber. Okay. He's been, he's been kind of hot lately. All right. Oh, yeah, you make it fair. Anything else you guys really want to talk about? Sure. I'll Just win. Just, huh? win. Oh, Just win. win. Another thing to keep an eye on is the fact that Clarkson is rising up nicely, so that's going to potentially only benefit us. Right. Yeah, when, when, when's the quality win bonus kick in there? So we're getting but the higher they get, the more quality win bonus we get. Yep. Sure. We want Clarkson to win. Yeah. So how what do you think about Notre Dame, Dustin? I think it's a probably a decent school but i mean they would, <laughs> we want to go there i meant like do we want them to win i i would say i want them to win if they're playing minnesota and ohio state but they're not they're playing michigan and michigan state right no we want michigan to win we don't want michigan being number one is good for us because we have a a, a half a win a tie against Michigan yeah but if but if but if but if uh if Notre Dame is playing Minnesota and Ohio State I think we want Notre Dame to win because we'd rather have Notre Dame above us and knock Ohio State down so we're yeah, not losing yeah. a comparison we should be winning we're losing a comparison we should be losing but they're not well, playing yeah. those teams we it's want not- them to lose to Michigan I guess we want them to beat Michigan State in that in the abstract as far as helping us because we do have a 45% quality win bonus against Notre Dame. Right. So we want them to we want them to lose to Michigan and beat the Michigan State. From in an, and that would probably be good enough to I don't know. That's the hard part is to know how much that would hurt them if that like cuz the biggest thing tech needs to do obviously is win five of the next six games, four of them being against Ferris, find a way to split at Mankato and you're sitting split probably at home, at home against Mankato. Yeah. Did I say at Mankato? Yeah. I didn't mean at Mankato. I meant against Mankato, but if you can go into the conference semifinals, having one five of six, I'm guessing tech is sitting. Hmm. 11th 10th yeah i don't know it's hard to say but it because it depends so much on what everybody else does and the best thing you want you know when when st cloud and duluth play you want them to split when north dakota and st cloud or duluth play each other you want them to split one minute remaining in the podcast all right that should do it for this episode of the chasing mcnaughton podcast i hope you enjoyed that extended uh uh, extra content there for what an hour basically of covering the <laughs> curling matches we're gonna call it the curling corner. what's that the curling corner the curling corner mom's spaghetti and curling corner yeah uh <laughs> please check out our patreon by joining by visit and join by visiting patreon.com slash tech hockey guide uh we've got six different levels from two dollars all the way up to fifty dollars a month to help us afford our stuff we really appreciate you guys. I know, uh, I think what sticks out to me 
is I have a Brewers podcast that I follow, which is like a top 100 baseball podcast in the in the U.S. And their Patreon gets them like 350 bucks a month. And we're just little old tech hockey guide and we get 190 bucks a month. So I'm pretty happy with how we're doing on the Patreon side. You need to up that though if you're going to get a helicopter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, Did you find out yet or not whether you're uh, whether you're going north or whether you're going east or or south for the Mankato weekend? Nope. I haven't found out about that. I have a feeling I'm going to check, (laughs) but we'll see. Okay. Uh, you can submit your questions through Twitter, Facebook, or on our Patreon page. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we are looking to possibly change where our podcast gets distributed, so we'll keep you informed on that. But uh, if you find your podcast on the site, of ch- on your, can't find our podcast on your site of choice, please let us know and we'll make it happen. The more you rate, review, and share, the more people we can reach to so tell your friends. And as we've said many times over if you review the podcast, give it five stars and leave a review. Dustin will read the review on the podcast. So let's get some more reviews so we can have some fun with that. I think we've only had two read, right? I think. Yeah, I believe that's correct. And we can't two. let Vinny be the last one. We got to get some more guys. Come on. I can't do two. Uh, once again, thanks to our sponsor, Fibke Dental and Rhinelander, Wisconsin. And as always, special thanks to Mitch Lake for recording our introduction and our patron saint, Doc McRezen, for his generous donation to get this thing running. We hope you enjoy. And finally, thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode. If you like what you hear, check them out at the thank you notes.bandcamp.com. been listening to the chasing mcnaughton podcast presented by tech hockey guide covering the michigan tech huskies and the ccha